Hello, and welcome to Faith Facts with Father Howard. I'm Lindsay, here with Father Howard, and on today's episode, we are doing a Respect Life Month wrap-up. So let's get started. Hey, Lindsay. Uh, as always, good to be able to spend some time and and to reflect on some issues and to have your insights also, as you always give so generously <laughs> in different times. Now, now. Uh, questions and, and, and thoughts and reflections. Yes, I, I want to just to take a bit of a wrap-up time for the Respect Life Month. When you think about it, there are just tremendous, tremendous numbers of issues and topics that one could uh, one can speak about, one could go on and on for hours and hours about. One, there are books that are written on these topics and issues. And, and part of what I wanted to accomplish here in, in this podcast, when it came to Respect Life Month, is to help folks recognize, and, and even when it comes to our church and such, uh, when, when you listen to a variety of, of church leaders and, and theologians and all sorts of other folks, is that there's almost this sense of the only issue that it pertains to is abortion. And that is an incredibly important issue. No question about it. But what I have wanted to do and, and what I have attempted to do is to help folks to understand that though that is a, a, a key issue, and, and it needs to be, is that it is, when, it, when you speak about respect life, it, it's bigger than that. It's, and the thing is, is that if we are to ad- truly address the abortion issue, I believe we need to address other issues that, that feed directly into it or enable us to say, you know, it's not just a matter of let's make sure these children are born. Absolutely, that's an important piece. But let's make sure that these kids are taken care of, these children are fed, these children are educated, these children are, we have to make sure that these children have a world in which to live. Um, You know, when you talk about the issues of life, and I go back to the um, documents that we looked at, uh, Evangelium Vitae, you know, by John Paul II, Laudato Si by uh, Pope Francis, is that these documents, these important documents, these insightful documents, they have a lot to offer us to help us to recognize that though we can center on some of the specific issues, as we need to, is that we must also always keep the, the big picture in mind. I go back to um, the, the mosaic or the stained glass window image. You know, we have these beautiful stained glass windows in, in our parish, and they're absolutely stunning. They're gorgeous. But can you imagine if, if the approach that we used was we're only going to take care of the parts that are red? We're not going to do anything else with the other colors. We're only going to talk about the parts that are red. Well, we know what would happen is that the windows would ultimately be destroyed mm-hmm. because we have to take care of the whole window. And that, you know, it means even the parts that aren't 
color the we have to take care of the frame we have to take care of the lead we have to take care of the outside elements in in being able to protect them we have to take i mean it's just we we understand this i think when it's raised but a lot of times what we don't do is that when we talk about issues and the way we approach issues is that we would approach it as if somehow we're only going to talk about and take care of the parts that are red and we're not going to have anything to do with anything else. It's not possible. It's simply not possible. Uh, I remember also when they had they called it a faceted window. It's one of the major architectural wonders, you might say, of St. Mary's Church in Waukesha. <clears throat> Part of the entire wall is what they call a faceted window. We wanted to take care of it. Uh, we wanted to make sure that it was repaired. Well, in doing so, we had to worry about you know the tile pieces. They replaced almost 7,000 small tile pieces on the outside. Oh my gosh. They replaced numerous chunks of glass that had to be replaced on the inside and the outside of the wall. We had to seal and take care of the sand and, and the materials that held this all together. We had to check, you know, the, the metal pieces that helped this. Because if we didn't, literally, the entire front wall of the entire church would have fallen apart. You can't just take care of the red pieces. And that's what I really believe strongly is that how we have uh, too often, that's how we have approached when it comes to respect life. We center on one thing and one thing alone. And, and everything is, is, in a sense, built on that and saying, well, no, not really. Because, you know, if you don't have a world to live in, respect life, in a sense, becomes meaningless. If, you know, it's so, it's, it's being able to have a structure that helps support the whole issue so that then these issues and can be approached, can be addressed in lots of different ways and by lots of different people, in order for us to truly say, we are going to stress you know, life in this month of October. Well, I find also in, in, the, in the materials that, that are sent to parishes and parish leadership, the materials you know, speak of October in many ways, but they also talk about what can be done in November and December and January here again. It's taking it apart and saying, we have to look at the blues and the greens and the grays and, and the reds and all of that, because without of it, the whole process would end up ultimately falling apart. What are some of these other pieces then that, that we need to talk about that are certainly part of our world today and, 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 and need to be dealt with uh, on a you know, really a, a, a national, global basis, and, and particularly when we talk about, you know, we respect life. One of the things that, that comes immediately is, is the availability of health care. Uh, we know that, that, that health care is not uh, evenly distributed, you know, whether across the state, whether across the nation, whether across the world, is that the need for for health care for people so that basic health care 
is available. That if these children are, are born and, 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 and are to grow, and we see this you know, internationally and such, we, we begin to understand what happens when healthcare is simply not available. That people you know, are able to have the basics in, in being vaccinated against just diseases that have been you know, literally wiped off, the, we hoped wiped off the face of the earth. And yet, you know, we know what happens when we find pockets where that is simply not the case. Mm-hmm. Whether it is measles, mumps, malaria, polio, you know, polio, tuberculosis. I mean, so many of these things, we don't even talk about them a lot now. And yet, when I was growing up, when I was in, in early grade school, these were talked about a lot of what it meant to have tuberculosis or to you know be exposed to polio, uh, all of these kinds of things, and and you know there were steps taken in order to somehow uh, hopefully help to keep us healthy, even before you know uh, fluoride in you know in toothpaste and in water systems, uh, even in you know it's, it's strange to even talk about this, but growing up we took salt tablets. <laughs> because we weren't getting enough salt in our diet. Now, you know, now there's got, salt everywhere yeah, in your diet. Exactly. And we're getting way too much. But some of those basics that, you know, we simply take for granted and yet we realize that healthcare if not addressed in our nation is that we will have, yeah, we might have a great population, but we will not be a healthy population. And, and we will continue to see people die of things that could have, and oftentimes are, very easily preventable if we but simply take time and, and we start to look at those kinds of things. You look at something like, you know, again, we don't think so much about this, is that the, the need for, for food, for nutrition. We, as a nation, you know, estimates are we throw well over a quarter of the food that is purchased. A quarter of the food that is purchased is tossed in the garbage. I, I mean, that a quarter of the food that is purchased. I know. mean, I hate to say it, but I know I've done it where I'm like, yes, I want to eat that like vegetable. And then it goes bad yeah. before I can eat it. And, and I have done it myself. And I hate every time I have to do it. I'm like, oh. How do we help folks to recognize that people have a right to eat. People have a right to eat. I believe that that is a right that we have, that, that it's not just about, you know, right to drive wherever we want. We have a right to food. And how do we, how do we continue to help folks recognize the, the, the necessity of being able to have nutritious food? They talk about, you know, uh, food deserts uh, and in different places because and so all people have uh, available to them and and I, I look at this again even growing up um, our um, our little town of Kleiman is that we had Schlegel's food store okay but Schlegel's didn't have everything that we really needed uh, it was the closest place and it had a lot you know in comparison but Kleiman was a very, very small town. And eventually Schlegel's closed. 
but you you needed to go someplace where you could get nutritious food uh, and 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 a, a variety so that you weren't eating simply you know kumquats all the time. Did you eat a lot of those when you grew up? Uh, no, we didn't. I didn't even know what what those was, but but those were, I should say. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But it's it's recognizing how do we get rid of these food deserts, nutrition deserts, so that people have more to choose from, you know, a, 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 a this chip or that chip, this candy bar or that candy bar, but they have access to, you know, to vegetables and, and to proteins of different type or whatever. Um, I, I remember, you know, report, this goes back, oh gosh, a, a long, long time, but I remember reading a report that uh, one of the things that was done is that there, they loaded, because of the dairy industry at the time, they loaded something like 200 tons or whatever of cheese on a barge. And they dumped it in the ocean. <gasps> they just dumped it in the ocean. So the fish could eat it? Yeah, we would hope. Uh, you know, we don't need fish that have a high cheese diet. <laughs> True. <laughs> you know, and you think about that and saying, you know, and I'm sure, I am sure that there were all sorts of, quote, wonderful reasons why this was a logical thing to do. And yet, you, when you look at that and saying, you know what, the people that could have eaten this were probably not buying those cheese projects anyway. That, you, you know, when you think about the, the numbers of children <clears throat> Excuse me. The numbers of children and such that go hungry, of simply being able to say, give it away. Let people have it. Let people use it. Rather than saying, we're going to take hundreds of tons of, of, of cheese and who knows what else, and we're simply going to dump it in the ocean because we don't want it somehow to mess up the market. When you think about, I, my, my brother um, worked for a canning factory for many, many years. Yeah, I think you mentioned that in one of the yeah. podcasts. And the, the, the acres and acres of food that was simply plowed under because it wasn't the right size. Um, yeah, that's just crazy. You, you know, you look at that. and But you know, if, if you mm. start giving away food, then people won't buy food. That's probably the rationale behind it. Maybe. My suspicion is, is probably not. <laughs> no, I know. Probably not. Um, again, I, I'm sure that people got paid very big money for, for coming up with wonderful ideas of why to do this. Um, you know, and that's pretty cynical. And I understand that. Okay, I, I get that. But I think about that and saying we do so much to destroy food that we could do just so much more to make food available. I think that the, you know, the food banks, you know, uh, Feed America and, and a number of others, I think food banks are, are just incredibly, an incredible, wonderful thing that we need to be doing so that we can, um, any number of friends that I have, you know, have worked in food banks and such, that the more we can do to have it, you know, to get it on people's tables, uh, I, to me, it just makes all the sense in the world of being able to, and, and we can do this in a lot of ways. Obviously, most of us are not, you know, we're, we're not living on farms and we're not plowing things up or whatever. 
But what we can do, and, and, and I do this, is that, and I didn't always do this, but as I have become more and more aware, to with some of the stores that round up, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so you say, well, what, what good is my 28 cents going to do? Well, maybe 28 cents alone isn't going to do a whole lot. But what about the 5 million people that might be giving the 28 cents? Mm-hmm. Now it starts to do something much greater. But when we talk about, you know, Respect Life Month, it's being able to recognize that so many people in rural areas are the people that are are not eating very well at all. Part of the reason is, is because they grow crops that are sent to other areas, but are not for them. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's realizing that when we talk about respect life, we need to talk about um, being able to uh, respect life by being able to have nutritious food available to people. Because there are literally hundreds of thousands of children that, that go to bed hungry every night. And adults. And adults. Making the decision between paying a bill or buying yeah. food. You know, and, and why, why should that... You know, to me, that decision should never have to be made. Well, would that be another life issue, like living wage? Well, I think, yes. You know, having uh, wages that are, that are, that a person can, you know, when we start to talk about um, living wages, is that how are we supposed to make sure that people are able to afford what the basics that they need? Mm-hmm. I I don't we don't need to have you know everybody living in a mansion everybody living you know and whatever um, but I think that people you know a respect life issue should be having a livable wage uh, and I think that it's a very much a livable wage that they can uh, afford to to pay for you know food can have a afford to, to save some money for their futures um, you, you know you again you look at some of this and saying you know people I, I've heard the argument well if we paid people you know these wages uh, companies couldn't afford um, you know to invest in, in in newer things or whatever I really don't buy that not when you think about how the top echelon, and I know that I, you know, I might sound like I'm ranting, but <laughs> when when you have a top echelon, you know, wages or, or earnings increasing four thousand percent, and you know the lower echelon increasing by two or three, there's something wrong with that picture. Mm-hmm. And and I, you know, you ask the question, how much is enough? How much is enough? Um, uh, you know, I think of the various industries where people are, are, are not able to live on the wages they receive. They can't afford. You know, we want them available, but who is going to take care of their children? Those children that we want to have them give birth to. Who is going to take care of those children? How are they going to, uh, you know, afford, uh, again, child care when child care can cost more than a college education? Mm-hmm. You know, how do we, that is a respect life issue when you talk about, you know, uh, the different issues, looking at saying there are more than the colors of red. You look at, at, at good child care. 
at being able to to raise healthy children. Now, in the past, you know, when I think about when, when we were more agrarian and, and you had a, a single person income that, that could support a family and did and did very well, many of those days, those days are over. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I look at, you know, again, my parents, we were raised on a farm. Uh, both mom and dad worked very hard, you know, to help raise children. Uh, we didn't need to have... Uh, both didn't need to be away, you know, all of us were home, obviously, but both didn't need to be away to somehow make sure that we were taken care of. And, and there was a greater sense, too, sometimes of, of, the, of the community or, or extended family, you know, helping to take care of some of those things. So, uh, so you could have your kids stay someplace safe, you know, when you started to look at, at you know, the issues of, of for example, of child care. But that goes back to a livable wage mm-hmm. of, you know, and, and at times you will hear, well, they did it in the old days. These are not the old days. These are not the same times. These are not the same places. These are not the same circumstances. So we need to be able to look at these and saying maybe, just maybe, a person only needs to be worth two million rather than you know forty billion. <laughs> just maybe. How dare you? Yeah, I know, I know. I, it's it's horrible. Uh, they burned it, so they say. Um, it's it's looking at this and saying we need to be concerned about one another, and it's not just a me 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 world. And, and we can fall into that. It goes back to some of the things that were said when, when we were talking about Laudato Si and were said about Evangelium Vitae, that we have to recognize a responsibility that we have to talk, to not to talk about it, but to, not just to talk about it, but to realize that responsibility is to help care for other people. And that may mean I get a little bit less. Okay. But so that somebody can live. And that's none of these topics are, are easy. None of these issues are easy. But they are all respect life issues. And, and that's, you know, the, as, you, as we look at some of these other issues is that it doesn't take away from any of the others, but it's realizing it's all part of the puzzle. And if you want the whole picture, you got to put together part of the puzzle. You look at issues, you know, of of what happens when when issues of racism, you know, are are in front there, of what happens when when people are not, in, in any kind of racism, but people are not treated with a sense of respect, that somehow a person is considered less than because of their gender, because of the color of their skin, because of the language they speak, because of their culture, because, and on and on and on the list goes. And, and if we are truly to be respect life people, we have to stop this mentality of us and them as opposed to saying, this is about all of us. We're all part of this world. We need each other. And, and unfortunately, what you hear in some of the rhetoric, whether it's in our church leaders or in our political leaders, it's about, eh, they may need us, but we don't need anybody else. We don't need anyone else. Uh, wrong. That, that's just plain wrong. 
And the gospel tells us that that mentality is just plain wrong, that we are our brother's and sister's keeper, that we have a responsibility, that what I have and the gifts that I have been given is that, you know, that somehow I have a responsibility to share to the degree that I am able. And I am not talking about socialism, and I am not talking about communism, and I am not talking about all of those isms. What I am talking about is Christianity. What I am talking about is that when you talk about respect to life, these are all respect life issues. And, and it's when we, when we want to kind of cherry pick the issue that we think is the only one, uh, that to me is, is anything but Christian. Uh, we may be able to do something about a specific more than the others, but we must always see as the others as, as part of the whole. And that, you know, if we're not willing to, um, you, you know, to somehow recognize the big picture and how we respond to that, we might be against abortion. Yeah, but we're not pro-life. We are not pro-life. Uh, You're pro-birth. Yeah, pretty much. And, and that, that is not respect life. That is simply not respect life. Respect life to me means we keep all of these things in perspective. Respect life to me means is that we try to find a balance that whether myself or you, that we look at this and saying, I can't, I can't address it alone, but together we might be able to address this. We can't address this as an individual person, but as a parish, we might you know, be able to address some of these issues by the things or the causes that we promote. Some of those causes will be that we promote or that we engage in by giving time. Sometimes it's easy, easy to throw money at something. Um, oftentimes, it can be too easy for us just to throw money. But what, what people might need is, is our time. That's, that, that's harder. Mm-hmm. That's harder to do. Um, it's, you know, and, and how do we then, how do we as a parish, how do we as a city, how do we as a state or whatever, in saying, what are we going to do in order to assist in this process? What are we going to do both personally what are we going to do financially? What are we going to do by the politics that we promote or we support? What are we going to do by you know, spreading a gospel message to people who need to hear that? These are all pieces of what it means to respect life. And you, you take away any one of those little pieces, and again, the big things oftentimes you know, fall apart. Uh, there was a um, Stephen Covey, uh, he wrote the book First Things First. And he talked about, you know, how do we, how do we uh, you know, um, put together our, our calendar, our, our appointments, <laughs> our, you know, those kinds of things. And he, uh, he had one example that he had in his book First Things First. He had a jar, a large jar, and he had you know, sand and small stones and large rocks. And he had a whole bunch of items. He said, the temptation is, is that you just throw in the sand and, you know, fill it all. He said, well, then you don't have room for your small pebbles. Or then you don't have room for your rocks. 
He said, put in the big things first. So you put in the rocks. He said, now put in the next and you put in the smaller stones. And then you put in the pebbles. And then you put in the sand. And then you pour in the water. He said, you got to put first things first. And, and when we look at respect life, is that we have to put in first things first. Because if you put in simply one big rock, and there are some big issues. If you just put in one big rock and then fill it up with sand, you are not going to address other big issues that, that have to be addressed if any of this is to make sense. And so you need to put in all of these larger things first, and then you start putting in the smaller things or those things that are able to fit in in order to make sure that you have prioritized well what needs to be done in order to truly address issues that are there. And so as, as you know, you look at this and you, and you think about, you know, wrapping up our time of things we've been talking about is that really what we've been looking at are a lot of these big rocks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm saying you got to put those things in first because otherwise you aren't going to be able to fit them in later on because you just don't want to have to deal with it or it's going to cost us a little bit of money, or it's going to cost me a little more time. These must go in. Uh, you, you can't put together, you know, a mosaic or a stained glass window and saying, we're just going to use the red parts again, and we've got a window. No, what you got is is a holy frame. That's, that's all you got. <laughs> a holy frame. You, know, you don't have... Uh, you don't have... A stained glass window that creates beauty or reflects light. Mm -hmm. and, and when you think about, you know, Respect Life Month, if, if you don't put in all of these big pieces, you don't have a Respect Life Month. You have an anti this month or you have a pro this month, but you don't have a Respect Life Month because you've got all of these gaps that, that are absolutely necessary for us to address if truly we are going to talk about respecting life, all life from beginning to natural end. And all of these pieces, you know, no matter which ones you choose, all of these pieces are necessary to a degree. Um, you know, if, if truly you are to say, yeah, I respect life. Can't do it all by myself. No one can. But together we can. Together, facing or addressing issues, together we can. Uh, when we look at, again, we talked about the environment. Doesn't make a difference whether you're born if there is no bo planet to be born on. Um, you know, it, it's, it, it doesn't make a difference, you know, who, how many people we have alive if there is no food because we've killed off the oceans or we have polluted our soils, we have polluted our water. You know, what does that mean to pollute the water sources that we have? And then let's now fight all sorts of wars in order to make sure that we have water to drink. But it's not about making sure everybody has water to drink. It's about making sure the people with the weapons have water to drink. And, and we've seen that time and time and time again. You, you know, if... If bananas were absolutely essential to energy, we'd be fighting wars in places that grow bananas. You know, it's, 
it's recognizing sometimes we have to take an honest look as to why we're doing what we're doing and ask ourselves, is this really what we should be doing? And if we step back and saying, yes, I am truly pro-life, I am truly one who respects life, then we look at the big picture and saying, this needs to be addressed also. Um, do we need a Respect Life Month? Absolutely. Every but, day should be Respect but Life Month. You're right. Every day should be. But we need that opportunity to focus and saying, folks, this issue is bigger than simply one item. And addressing the one item w will not help us. Not in the long run. Um, and it's, again, going back to my image, you know, you can put all the red you want and take care of it, but the rest is going to fall apart. Mm -hmm. And then the red won't make a difference. Not at all. You can pick any one of the major issues. If we don't address all of them somehow, any one of those specifically won't make a difference. Ultimately. And we didn't, I mean, we talked about a lot over the last four or five weeks. Yes. But... I mean, I don't think we even hit all of them oh, by any sort of stretch of the imagination. imagination. So there's a lot more that we could be talking about. Oh, you're right. Education. Okay. We could be talking of education to me, you know, is a respect life issue of how we, we educate people. And I'm not talking about sending everybody to college. There are a lot of folks, and I think of my, uh, my own brother uh, who, who did very well. He didn't go to college because that wasn't... That wasn't who he was, mm -hmm. and and he worked very hard in in whether it was in agriculture or with the railroad and such. Everybody doesn't have to go to college, but everybody should be able to have a basic education in order to to pursue those types of things that again help them to um, to earn a living to to assist others, to be able to have, you know, maybe that little spot of land or that house, to be able to support a family and, and, and to live, you know, with some relative sense of peace. So, you know, you could be talking about education. You could be just, there are just so many, so many mm -hmm. issues that we haven't even begun, you know, to, to talk about yeah. that, that truly could be included. And, and ultimately, you know, we would run out of time, <laughs> you know, because I would say most things that we deal with in our day are, are about respect life. Yeah, but we hope that over the last five weeks that we've given you something to think about yes, to yes. realize that it's not just one issue. Yeah. That when we say respect life, it's many, many issues. And, and, you, can, and you can focus on one, but not to the exclusion of all the others. And maybe that's one of the key points. I am not saying, you know, again, you can't, ex you can't focus on one. But if you exclude everything else, it'll fall apart. Mm -hmm. just, it'll, it just will plain fall apart. Well, what a discussion. Yes. Anyway, I think we're going to leave it there for today. We will be back with you. We hope you enjoyed that, and we will see you next time. Take care. <laughs>